I'm recording this in mid-November and the holiday season is very quickly approaching. Now at this point you may be planning on traveling to visit family or you may have family coming into town that you're going to be hosting. And with that, you're bound to be in a situation where someone in your family says one of the following statements about your child. Why do you care so much about their sleep? Or, oh, come on, just let them stay up later. I haven't seen them in so long. Or, well, I didn't do that with you and you turned out fine. Now, if you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you care about your child sleeping well. Maybe your child is not a good sleeper and you're working on getting them to have a healthy sleep foundation. So when you're in a situation with people who don't have the same philosophy or the same understanding of sleep, it can be very tense. It can be very tense because emotions are high. Now, I have a pretty supportive family, but whenever my mom would come over when Olivia was a newborn and I would be tracking Olivia's wake windows, the times that she would be awake between naps, I could see the questioning in her eyes. Now, she never commented on it to me. She never asked me why I was doing that, but I could tell she was being a little judgy. And your family members may be the same, Or they may be even more vocal about their disapproval or their lack of understanding based on some of the choices you're making. So here's the deal. You're in charge of your child's schedule and their sleep. And while it's perfectly okay to relax the standards a bit when you're with family or when you're in a holiday season, it's also okay to stand firm in your routines if you believe it's best for your child. So today I want to talk about how you can handle situations when someone comments about your child's sleep, their schedule, or even the sleep plan that you're following. The first thing that I want to encourage you on is to stand firm in your decision. Before you arrive to your family member's house or before they even step foot into your house, I want you to decide what approach you will be taking. Is your child going to have a flexible schedule during this season or is it going to remain the same as it's been? Now for some children, having consistency is vital. So this may be your choice and you will need to stand firm in that even if an in-law or a family member questions you. If your child thrives with consistency, and maybe you've done it in the past where you've relaxed their schedule a bit, or you've let them stay up late, whatever the case is, and you know that it is just not going to work for your child if they have a different schedule, that's okay. You can stand firm in keeping them on the same schedule. So what will it look like to stand firm? Well, When it's 7 p.m. and it's time for your child to go to bed, but Aunt Lucy says, what? It's way too early. Let them stay up. You can simply say, this is her bedtime, Aunt Lucy. Trust me, she will be in a much better mood tomorrow if we stick with her schedule. End of discussion. That's it. If your child tends to fuss at bedtime, 
So here's another scenario. Your child fusses at bedtime and usually you'll walk out of the room because you know that in three minutes she's just going to settle down and fall asleep on her own. Grandma or maybe an in-law, your mother-in-law, she might passively say, Oh, poor baby, I feel so bad. I can't believe you're making her cry. Let me just go in. This one is from experience. (laughs) Then you can simply say, No, she'll settle down on her own in a few minutes, and if she doesn't, I will respond to her. I want you to know that in these moments, your family members aren't really directing their questions or disapproval at you as a mom, but more at the situation. They might not get to see your child often. This may be the only time that they really get to see them, and they might just be expressing their disappointment in a way that feels as though you're being targeted. So when these comments arise, just brush it off. And that's my second tip for you. Just brush off the comments. If you don't want to get into a huge debate about your child's sleep plan or schedule, you don't have to. You can simply state, this is just what works for us and walk away. It might be best to ignore comments and just not engage at all, especially since feelings and emotions tend to run high around the holiday season. It's stressful. Everything has to be perfect. Everyone has to get all the last minute pieces into place and it can just be very stressful. So when your sister makes a snide remark or when your mom says, well, I never had to do that with you and you turned out just fine, Ignoring those comments, although very difficult, may be the best choice that you make. Just walk out of the room, you can turn the TV on, or just send me a message on Instagram and we can commiserate together. It wasn't until I became a sleep consultant that I really realized how polarizing sleep can be. It's crazy to me. I thought that everyone would want their child sleeping well. Duh, right? But it is just not that simple. Like anything in parenting, there are people on different sides of camp. Some people believe that children will just sleep when they're ready and that anything that you do that is trying to help your child fall asleep independently or fall asleep faster is wrong. I have gotten so many nasty comments on Instagram because of the fact that I'm trying to help children sleep. And really, it just comes down to people have different experiences. Some people do not have children who are poor sleepers. Some people do not have to work a full-time job like I do, so they can stay up all night with their child and just rock them to sleep. And they're okay with that. And that is fine. But not everyone sees eye to eye on sleep because not everyone has the same experience. So you might find yourself in a situation like that during the holiday season where somebody doesn't agree with one of the things that you're doing. And sometimes it's best to just brush off the comments because they're not directed as to you as a mom. No one is questioning your authority or your fitness for being your child's mother. They just don't agree with the different philosophies. So, brush it off. Now, some people aren't nice when it comes to sharing their beliefs 
and hopefully you're not in a situation, hopefully your family members are supportive, but, but you need to remember that no one in the room is in your situation. And I know I just shared a story about how people on Instagram aren't in my situation, but I want you to even think about like your grandma who raised her kids and compare that to how you are raising your child. My grandma, for instance, did not work when she had kids. So if one of her kids woke up multiple times, she didn't have the stress of knowing that she was about to go into a 12-hour shift at work the next day. She could just stay up with her baby and take naps during the day. And my grandma had a village of people. She had in-laws, parents, cousins. Now, maybe they didn't all come over daily, but I'm raising my child in the midst of a pandemic, and so are you. And you likely don't have the same support that your mom or grandma had while raising a child. And that can take a huge toll on parents. And sometimes our parents or our grandparents or aunts or uncles or cousins, they just don't get it because they are not in our situation. They do not understand the hardships that we're facing. So keep that in mind when someone, especially if they're from a different generation, makes a comment about your parenting decisions. They just don't understand the situation you're in. So their comments should be taken lightly and try and muster up all the grace that you can offer them because they just don't get it. Now, that leads to my third piece of encouragement for you, which is don't worry about pleasing anyone. As a parent, your job is to take care of your child, period. That's it. You don't need to worry about what anyone else thinks that you should be doing as a mom. I know it can be hard, if you're a people pleaser, but your role as a mom is one million times more important than your role as a cousin, a sister, an in-law, anything. And truthfully, you're the only person in the room who is caring about your child the most. What do I mean by that? My sister, actually she's still on her trip, but she is visiting family in a different state And of course, everyone is so excited to see her little tiny baby, but their trip getting to California was rough (laughs) and her baby did not sleep well on the plane. And even when they landed and they got to the in-law's house, her baby didn't sleep well. So my sister, of course, was also tired from her trip and from staying awake with the baby, but she was also concerned with his sleep. She knew that if he didn't sleep, he was going to be fussy and then she wasn't going to sleep. And then overall, it was just not going to be a good experience. But no one else was thinking that. They were focused on snuggling and playing with the cute baby, regardless of how tired he was. Whenever you are in that situation, wherever you go, you will be the only one who is concerned about the overall well-being of your child. That's just instinctual. Yes, your mom will care about your child's well-being, but she also is going to want to fulfill her own needs and desires of spending time with them. Even if that means their schedule is thrown off, she's not thinking about, oh, they need to get sleep. She's thinking about, oh my gosh, I miss them so much. I love them. I want to cuddle. I want to have fun. So now let's talk about that. Should you consider easing up on your child's schedule during this time? Maybe. 
for some children, they adapt really well to new environments and situations. So if you keep them up for one or two hours past their bedtime, it doesn't really matter. Now, other children, they don't adapt well to change and they may wake up more frequently or be more fussy if, if they do miss a nap or if they do stay up later. And then that in turn can impact you and how much fun you have with your family. So I would highly encourage you Overall, I highly encourage anyone to just follow your child's age-appropriate wake windows to prevent them from becoming overtired. Now, one day won't completely throw everything off, so if you decide to let them stay up one, one night, that's okay. Or if you miss a nap, that's okay. That's going to happen. It's life. I truly believe that if you try and stick to your child's ideal schedule 80% of the time, the 20% of the time that things are off, it's not going to throw everything that you've worked on off. But I don't want you to be in a situation where your child is staying up late day after day after day, because then that can truly turn into a cycle where their sleep is just shot and then it's stressful for everyone. So I do believe that children who have an established sleep pattern may do better than children who don't. So if you have been working on your child's sleep and they are taking good naps and they do go to bed easy, then you might be able to get away with letting them have a few days where they're staying up later or missing naps. Whereas if you're, you're just now beginning the journey of getting your child on a good schedule and they don't take good naps and they fight bedtime every night, you may struggle if your child misses a nap or they stay up later because they are so sleep deprived that they are just tired. So if you want to work on your child's sleeping habits before the holiday season is in full swing, I fully support that. I truly believe you can make great progress if you start now. And I have a free guide on how to solve night wakings, which is one of the most common problems many families experience is their child waking multiple times a night. So I have a free guide that walks you through three different reasons why children wake up and how you can prevent or solve, not prevent, but how you can solve those night wakings. Above all, I truly want you to enjoy this holiday season. I don't want you to be stressed when it comes to your child's sleep. I want you to know that you are your child's best advocate. So follow your gut, even if people do not agree. The holiday season is my favorite time of year, and I hope that this holiday series is helpful as you prepare and plan. In last week's episode, I shared my top three tips for how to ensure your child gets sleep when you're traveling by car or staying at someone's house, because that can be very hard for your child. So if you have not yet listened to it, go ahead and check it out so that you can start planning for a successful trip. I'm wishing you a stress-free and joyful holiday season wherever that leads you. And I hope these sleep tips will help encourage you as you focus on the number one thing that matters, your child. Be sure to give me a follow on Instagram where I'll be sharing more tips as this holiday season draws near. Thank you so much for being here today. Sweet dreams, y'all.